Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Stay on, on Target. Hey, everybody, welcome to Stay on Target. We are your hosts. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com. That's right, John. This week we are giving you our E3 predictions. E3 predictions. Um, I don't know what I'm going to predict yet, yeah, but me, I'm me sure neither. I will think about something before we get there. Yeah, um, you know, I feel like this is one of those instances where we're, you know, trying, we're going to take off the plane. We know that it's going to happen. We're running out of runway to get there to formulate our predictions, you know? Yeah. Um, like, and I don't know, we'll have to think about how we organize these, if we're going to organize it uh, just like willy-nilly or by like publisher mm. or platform. Mm. I think we need some at least some platform-specific uh, uh, predictions. I agree. I also feel like, you know, just in general, it's just I it, as a personal question, I always ask myself, like, how, like, do I get like completely out there with this stuff? Like how how – wild do we want to throw this out here oh like or do i keep it like fairly realistic where it's like this is you know this is like it's you know maybe gonna happen you know that sort of thing um because like the wild ones it's like okay maybe one of the wild ones would happen but like not definitely not like all of them so totally i mean uh and this thing even the wild ones eventually happen i think i feel like that's true i mean how many years did you predict uh red dead redemption 2 and then eventually it came true, you know? So many years. That's right. That's right. So you were, you were eventually proven to be correct all of those years, you know? Actually, no, um, no I take that back because all of those years the prediction was for that year. So, no, never mind. Just that last time you were correct. <laughs> um, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, uh, so that will be a little bit later in the show. But first, John... What have you been up to this week? Oh, man. Okay, so I've been up to a decent amount. Like, a, de- a decent amount of stuff has happened, and one of them was in the process of happening, I suppose, last week, um, in that my... Uh, so, so Chris, Activision and, uh, and Call of Duty. Oh, I forgot about this. Warzone. Um, the, there's, there's a your Xbox account that I'm playing on, and it's like, blah, 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 but that's tied to an Activision account. That I had forgotten existed. The last time I logged into my Activision account was probably Black Ops 2. So that's like really a long time ago, like seven years ago or something ridiculous. Um, but apparently, like two weeks ago, I got an email from Activision and it said, you're, you're, you've successfully changed the you're disconnected your xbox account from your activision account and you successfully changed your email from the email that was already associated with it to a new email and i had done neither of those things neither of those things i had been hacked uh no idea you know really what was and i I got to thinking about it i was like okay how long ago was that what password could that possibly have been and i i have to say it was it was a really simple password that probably got like like stolen in some other sort of a system-wide hack on a different service and then somebody like bought a bunch of like the way that that works is they buy bundles of hacked usernames and and emails and things like that like this all this personal data and then uh and then just try it on a bunch of different services that they can sell um you know sell the the like make money off of the goods 
that are in there, the digital goods that are in that account. And so I, I'm sure that that's what happened, that I, uh, I ended up like getting hacked that way. And, uh, did it, it say what email, password. like, or yeah, what email everything got changed to? Uh, no, it didn't. It didn't. I, I, I like, I had no information about like what email or like, you know, who had potentially done this or anything like that. Or like why, um, my biggest fear, like, cause as I was looking online, uh, there were a lot of people that were like, okay, you know, whenever I reported that I, my, I got hacked, um, it, they like apparently were cheating on my account and then they were, whenever, they were cheating after they hacked you. Yeah. So they were, they, they, they hacked somebody's account steal it, start cheating as that identity, um, and then get banned as that identity and move on to a different one that they, they hack. Um, so were you banned? Was your no, user, was no. Your so I'm, I'm good. Banned? Like that was what my biggest fear was. I was, I was afraid that I was going to get banned like because of the, the actions of someone who had hacked me and not be able to play ever again um, on that account. And, uh, but that did not happen. I am good. They reinstated it within, I think it was on the nine days that they reinstated it. And, uh, but I, I got the email that night that I was, I was online with you and it was like, Oh my goodness, this is like none of my stuff's here. Why's none of my stuff here? Checked my email and it was like, Oh, couple days ago somebody got into my account and uh and stole all my all my battle pass stuff and all of my uh my items and everything um strangely they didn't like there was no like the money associated with the account was are still on there i guess that's probably because i bought it through xbox huh, probably weird. um but uh, or they just knew that that's what was in your account at the time sure sure yeah and then like they so they reinstated me back to like the time like the, the date they just asked like hey when did you get the email that said that you were hacked or or whatever and i was like gave them the date copy and pasted the email in there and uh and then they got back to me they're like hey it's all it's all set back you're all good um so yeah that was the the epic that was uh that was what happened to me man that, that was a big large portion of my week but i didn't really do anything other than just send that email so and then sit, sit around and wait for them to uh give you your stuff back yeah other than not be able to play uh call of duty or anything like that. i mean i i i could have played but all of that progress would have just been like reset and it's like i didn't have any of my stuff and didn't have any of my loadouts or anything so it was like what's the point so yeah um yeah so uh I'm obviously I've been playing some um, uh, Warzone, but I also tried out the new game, The King's Bird. It's one of the games for gold uh, on Xbox this month. The art um, of that one caught my eye. Yeah, it looks kind of like a um, um, Oriental Blind Forest, or like a, it's it's more like 2D platformer lots of like yeah interesting you know like purple blues and green colors with silhouettes it is i'm I'm just gonna say it's it's less um it's less pretty than it initially looks and the gameplay is um less exact than i would like it's Mm. very uh very i mean i it's not it's it's funny it's it's been easier for me to traverse things just button mashing than it is to actually do the mechanics that they want me to do um, so I, I don't know how long I'll stick with it. Like cool. I, I played it for probably a, a hour last night and um, made it through like the first prologue um, thing. And even in the trailer, like it kind of teased like this epic story. But like I don't really understand what's happening with the story. There's mm. no like there's no I, maybe there was some text at the very very beginning, but I don't remember any. It's just like gotcha. I, from what I can tell you. Oh, well, that's what it was. Yeah, there was. You were. It says something like, "I dreamed about being trapped in a something," and then like that's it. Like that's, that's and then you, that like you sent me. You make these weird, oh, sing songy things, 
and like that's how you communicate to the other uh, characters or things, beings in the world. Birds? No, uh, but you're not a bird. You're like a person. Oh, it's it's weird, dude. I mean, I'll give I'm it a saying, shot. I mean, uh, yeah, I'm not saying like, don't play it. The I'm weirdness saying, is intriguing me more so than it's putting me off. You know? <laughs> okay. I mean. The, I'm not, again, I'm not saying I, I'm not gonna say don't don't play it. I'm just saying like yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. think it's what what you're thinking because it wasn't what I'm I was thinking. Probably not. Like I, and I'm looking at the developer. Like I haven't I don't really know if they've had like four other games and I don't know of any of these games really either. So it's like I I I also like have zero experience with uh with the developer. So um yeah. So I'll I'll, I'll give it a shot though. You know, open mind. <laughs> Yeah, dude. <laughs> but the uh, um, the unexact platforming that always bugs me because, like, man, like you play Celeste and like Celeste is just so perfect and feels so snappy, um, and like you feel like you're always in control, and if you mess up, it's like it was on you, not on the game. And so, like, immediately whenever I start feeling like I'm slipping off of like uh, of platforms and things like that, it's like, ooh, I don't know. So that's what I'm what I've been up to, John. I've been, I mean, there's some other things, but like not not worth mentioning right now. I'll, cool. I'll mention it in a future episode. Well, later we're going to talk about our E3 predictions. But oh, first, Chris, wait, 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 wait. Before what? we get to that, I've also played some Sea of Thieves with our uh, oh, with our, our friend yeah. uh, Cody Moffat. So how how is that game these days? Is it so, any is it any different? It's a better? lot. It's a lot different um, in that there's a lot more there. Um, and Meaning I mean, more islands or more quests, all of the above. And there's honestly like so. Whenever I loaded back in, right, like there, you know. I could have done the tutorial or whatever again because it's been that long since I've played it. But like whenever I loaded back in, I was immediately like surprised by the fact of like whenever you talk to talk to people, like there's a ton more text and contextual like things and storytelling and that sort of thing. But then additionally, you can start quests that have like in-world like cutscenes, basically like where NPCs like start telling you the like stories, like they're called tall tales. And it's essentially like what it would be and what should have been there from the beginning of like a campaign. Like where you're mm, like, oh let's let's do the, you know this this is a cool, cool epic story that you can go on. I don't know if you remember, like I played it a little bit longer than I think you did for sure. And then I played it a little bit longer than you know some other people. Um where we did like the hungering deep, the the shark quest. Um, where like you go out and there's like a, uh, you know, um, a giant shark that you have to take down. Like it's terrorizing yeah, yeah, yeah. the waters and things. Um, it's similar to like that quest. Like there was a lot more storytelling in that, but there's a, like in these, like there's literally like NPCs that are like doing things like, you know, on the beach, like, you know, talking to each other and doing stuff, uh, during, during some of the stuff. And obviously like you could literally just walk off and leave them and just go ahead and do the quest if you wanted. But like you can, but standing there and like getting that lore and that sort of thing is, is very cool as well anyway, but it's still a blast to play. Like the, uh, the gameplay is still amazing. The, uh, the Xbox series X, uh, update with the, I think, it, I think there's ray tracing in it now, like ray tracing and, uh, and, uh, 4k graphics, like, looks gorgeous dude it's it's such a pretty game um so yeah there's a there's a decent chunk of stuff there if you have checked out check back in maybe you know and uh and see what happens so I'm are there any more. new songs like sea songs that you can play or is it the same ones there are some new ones um and i think there are like some of them are tied to quest lines like i have the one that is like summon the mastodon um oh. which is like the the giant shark or whatever and it's like it, uh, during that quest i had to like 
play that drum a- oh. at a certain point in the water to summon the, the mastodon. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. And so, uh, so yeah, like there's, I think there's like a few that are like tied to like quest lines and things like that, that you can do. And you can also select which one you want to play. It's not just on a random, um, shuffle mode basically now, like you can actually choose which one is you want to play, which is fun because you can do things that are appropriate to what you're doing, you know? That's cool. That's cool. Um, cool. All right. Well, now it's time for the news. The news. All right, John, the news. The so, news. uh, it's been a pretty quiet, like news week compared to last week for sure. Definitely. So we'll just breeze through some of these. Um, they, the, uh, I don't know if anyone remembers. I feel like these came out a long time ago. But the Crisis Trilogy, uh, Crisis Remastered, has been announced for fall 2021 this year. All three Crisis games will be available as standalone purchases. Crytek has announced that that remasters of Crisis 1, 2, and 3 will be bundled together as the Crisis Remastered Trilogy as standalone purchases. And so they're both. So, so it's like a yeah. bundle, and you can buy them separately. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess does that mean like because they came out with Crisis One remastered like last year or the year before? Like so, at some point there, they came out with a remastered version of the first game, and so I guess like maybe if you already have that one, you can just buy the second, and third. I don't know. I don't know. I just don't know understand the point of just having like it all broken out as well as a trilogy. Yeah, like it's, it says. Uh, so this is from uh, IGN, written by Adam Bankhurst. Uh, further on down in this article, Crisis Remastered was released in 2020 after a delay due to mixed fan reaction to leaked footage of the game. Many reacted positively to the improved visuals, and it's safe to ins- to assume the new remasters will benefit from the troubles of the first. In addition to a number of visual improvements, the first Crisis also included high-quality textures up to 8K, HDR support, temporal anti-aliasing, screen space directional occlusion, global illumination, state-of-the-art depth fields, new light settings, motion blur, parallax occlusion mapping, screen space reflections and shadows, as well as new and updated particle effects and more. Furthermore, Crisis Remastered featured ray tracing on PCs with NVIDIA, RTX, GPUs, Xbox One X, and PS4 Pro. So, um, I assume that this will have uh, ray tracing as well. Um, and look super pretty on the new consoles. I'm down, man. I, I like uh, Crisis Two was a game that came out like around whenever I got my um, my Xbox 360. Like I'd been playing on your 360 for a while, and then uh, like you know was was given for like a you know Christmas or something like that. Uh, Xbox 360, and then uh, like shortly thereafter, Crisis Two came out, and you gave me Crisis Two, and uh, I played through the campaign. It was a super fun campaign. Um, and, uh, I didn't really get super into the multiplayer of it, but, uh, the campaign was super fun, man. And, uh, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll probably pick up at least crisis two for, uh, for just the, the kicks of like, Hey, let's see what this game looks like nowadays, you know? Well, and I think the thing, um, about crisis is that back in the day, like that was one of the, the best looking games on consoles Yep. and it looks so good. And yeah. so, um, it's been, in, I forget, I think I, I mean, uh, Crytek isn't really the same company as it was. No, they were correct. They like, were purchased by somebody. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah. um, it, I, you know, the days of Crytek being like, Hey, we're the ones pushing, you know, graphics forward. That's, that's not really their MO anymore. But, 
um, it'll be cool to see what they can do with the, these uh, games that did look really beautiful right. um, on the new platforms. And even knowing like a developer who's like working on a remaster of something that is has in the past been known as like a you know graphical fidelity, yeah, you know, it's like I feel like they're going to take into that into consideration. We're like, okay, well, this thing has to look decent, you know, it has to look pretty yeah. darn good. So yeah, yeah. Uh, next piece of news: this is brief. Uh, Robbie Amell and Stephen Amell to star in Code Eight sequel. Uh, that was yeah. a, a movie that they kickstarted i believe yeah um back uh this is probably five six years ago at this point it was like um, i think the third season of arrow or something like that it was uh it was around that time period and then it took a really long time to come out and then it took like it ended up on netflix and that's how i watched it but it is it's a good movie code eight is, is really good if you have netflix like you should watch code eight it's i feel like uh steven amell in that is he plays uh a much different character than he plays in uh, in Arrow, and it is or played in Arrow. Yeah, played in Arrow. You're right, and that's a, it, like his performance was 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 fantastic in in Code Eight. So I'm excited for the sequel. Yeah, I'll be. Um, I'm interested to see him do more things. I uh, I kind of I wish that he um, was getting a little more opportunities than it feels like he's getting because um, I like him a lot. But um, dude, have you really seen cool Code Eight? Did you watch Code Eight? Yeah, yeah, I bought it whenever. It, it first came out whenever it wasn't available on Netflix. I bought yeah. it on, um, I think I got the uh, the iTunes copy of it. Yeah. I uh, I really enjoyed it. I, I, he was like the standout in that. I was like, oh my goodness. Like every, every scene he was in, I was like, this is like so different than 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 <laughs> my, his usual, like what I'm used to seeing from him in like Arrow and stuff. So Yeah. Um, all right. So this was a confusing one, John, because um, I still don't really fully understand it, but uh, this is... This is, again, from IGN by Adam Bankhurst. Uh, EA has announced that Need for Speed Carbon, Need for Speed Undercover, Need for Speed Shift, Need for Speed Shift 2 Unleashed, and Need for Speed The Run will be removed from digital storefronts beginning today. There's gone. There's gone. Uh, May 31st, which says, so this was written a few days ago. So it's gone already. EA took to Reddit to share the news, which is also weird, yeah. saying in-game story, stores for the previously mentioned titles will also be closed um, from May 31st, while online services will remain on for now. They will be retired on August 31st. Yeah. Um, from September 1st onward, the game games will, be, will remain playable offline only. Um, this is a quote from um, EA. Decisions to retire games are never made easy, but we are now shifting gears to refocus uh, to focus on the future of Need, Need for Speed. The development teams and operational staff have put a lot of time and passion into the development, creation, release, and upkeep of the game over the years, and we love to see you play. But the number of players has come to a point where it's no longer feasible to continue the work behind the scenes required to keep Need for Speed Carbon, Need for Speed Undercover, Need for Speed Shift, Need for Speed Shift 2 Unleashed, and Need for Speed The Run up and running. We hope you have gotten many victories, satisfying drifts, moments of friendly rivalry, and hours of joy over the last few years out of these games. <laughs> so weird. What? Like, um, what, what is this? Like, I, I, I like... Whenever I, I saw know. this news, I was like, oh, man, they're closing down some stuff. It must be a few months. Or wait a second, tomorrow, like today? The yeah, same day you're it's making like, the announcement? It's the last day? It's like, it's like I mean, unless unless their data is showing them that, like, one person plays this game, you know, sure, like, sure. on the regular. I, 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 I don't know. Who knows? I mean, it, it, this it's just it's just weird. It's not even like, I'm not shocked. I'm not offended. I'm not like, right. this is outrageous. But I, like, I don't get it. It doesn't make any sense to me. I don't right. get it. Right. Um, and I and I kind of don't even care because I don't even play these games. Right, and that's the thing. Um, like I, as I was reading, I was like, should I care about this? <laughs> no, probably I don't know. not. Yeah, I mean, I don't play them. 
I mean, I've never, I've never played them. It's just such a strange situation. Like I, I'm, I'm looking to see, okay, which ones were in the list. I'm trying to figure out how old they are. Oh well, the for oldest one it says is 2006. Okay. So I mean, so we're talking about so games talking that real are old games. Yeah, like 15 years years old at this point. Okay, what's the newest one? Um, it's probably going to be Need for Speed: The Run, which I think came out um, toward the end of the uh, 360 life cycle. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Let me see the run. Where's the Need for Speed: The Run? I'll look for that just specifically. Cause yeah, dude, there's so many Need for Speed games. And I guess like you're right. You're, they're probably like looking at the data on this, and they're saying, yeah, 2011. So yeah, like I mean, that's that's an old game. That's a 10 year old. Yeah, game. I think the didn't the uh, Xbox One come out in 2010? Oh uh, yeah. No, 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 no. no. Uh, 13, no. 13. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It came out a couple of years later. But yeah, this so yeah, that's like, the one I'm thinking about. The run was the end of 360. It's life the cycle. last one. Yeah, on 360. Yeah. So it's basically all the all the, like 360 games. Need for Speed, which, I mean, again, who's playing this stuff? I don't know. I, I don't know. Weird. The thing is, like, and the other thing is, like, you can't, like, you can buy those games, I believe, like, through backwards compatibility on your, on your like, new Xboxes. Um, well, not anymore. So, yeah, not anymore. <laughs> but, like, it's just, it's just such a weird, weird one to announce something like that the same day that you, like, pull it down. And then, like, literally, it's, like, it's only August and you're going to turn off the servers for all of them, too. So, um, yeah. Yeah, it's just a strange one, man. It's just, I don't it's, even know how to react. I don't either, like, because it's like I guess EA is EA, and they're gonna do gonna do whatever makes the most monetary sense, no matter what, and that makes the most monetary sense, you know. So. I don't know. I have no insight into it. <laughs> I, don't, yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't even. I don't even know, know if I have any kind of like analysis opinion. I'm just like whatever. Yeah, <laughs> this is a I thing that happens. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Um. Okay, last piece of news. Um, again, IGN, Adam Bankhurst. Dude, so Adam Bankhurst is like all of the he's articles like write, today. writing everything at IGN now. Uh, is he the only person they employ? <laughs> Sony has announced that the sequel to 2018's God of War has been delayed to 2022 and that the much-anticipated game will be released on both PS5 and PS4. Head of PlayStation Studios Herman Holst announced the news on PlayStation Blog in a Q&A where he discussed what's next for PlayStation Studios. While he shared that Horizon Forbidden West is still on track to release this holiday season, God of War started, quote, a little later, end quote, so the decision was made to push the game to 2022 to ensure it is, quote, the amazing God of War game that we all want to play. So we have currently two very big, very narrative-driven games in development, Horizon Forbidden West and the next God of War. And for both of these, those, they're frankly affected by access to performance, capture, and talent. For Horizon, we think we are on track to release this holiday season, but that isn't quite certain yet, and we're working as hard as we can to confirm that to you. So they're not even sure of that. Yeah, that was uh, like and the, for God of War. The pro- oh, sorry, that was the thing. Like last week during the trailer, like after the trailer, I was like fully on expecting them to be like holiday twenty twenty. You know, like I thought I totally thought they'd give us yeah. a date, but like or at least like a range, but like they didn't. And uh, the only thing they did was like afterwards, the developer tweeted out like we're still on track for you know we're still on schedule, but we'll see. You know, I'm like I don't know what that means. Um, Hulse continued, and for God of War, the project started a little later, so we've made the decision to push that game out to next year to ensure that Santa Monica Studio can deliver the amazing God of War game that we all want to play. With these things, something's got to give. It cannot be the quality of our titles, and it surely won't be the health or the well-being of our amazing 
team. We remain focused on delivering a top quality game while maintaining that safety and well-being of our team. Creative partners and families with this in mind made the decision to shift our release window to 2022. So um, he continued by explaining how important it was that Sony did not abandon the more than 110 million PS4 owners, but he promised that it was still very important to have showpieces for PS5. This is another quote. You can't build a community of over 110 million PS4 owners and then just walk away from it, right? Which, despite everything they said yeah. leading up to PlayStation 5. Right. I mean, the uh, quote I think that everyone be, was, like, pulling out and, like, you know, sh- you know rub, rubbing in Sony's face, you know, whatever whatever that means. It was the, uh, the Jim Ryan, like, we believe in generations, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think that'd be bad news for fans of, fans of PS4 and, frankly, not very good business, where it makes sense to develop a title for both PS4 and PS5 for, her, for Horizon Forbidden West. Uh, we'll continue looking at that. And if PS4 owners want to play that game, then they can. If they want to go on and play the PS5 version, that game will be there for them. That being said, it's also very important to have showpieces for PS5, hence the development of Returnal and Ratchet that are exclusive to PS5. Does Ratchet really seem like it's going to be a, a powerhouse showpiece for so the, the PS5? So the reason that one cannot physically happen on anything besides the PlayStation oh, yeah, 5 you, you referenced this last week. Like so, the way that, that one technology works is like you open no a portal, about that, dude. and then jump through it, and it literally loads like the entirety of whatever world you just jumped into, and it's like instantaneous, or like as close to instantaneous as we've ever gotten. So, so yeah, I mean, like you know, while it's not like maybe, I mean, and the graphics honestly look really good from what I've seen of it, um, but it's not necessarily from a like it can you can get away with like putting it on PS4 with the art style or whatever, like downgrading some of those, you know, the the fur resolution or whatever uh on on ratchet but like that loading from world to world like it's a piece of the gameplay that is just uh and if i think about if i think about that and i think about the way that like you the gameplay looks a lot like sunset overdrive where you're like grinding on things and shooting guns and things like that like i could see jumping from world to world to be a blast but like you know you just can't do it on a on a last gen console well, and that's just like, you know, that, uh, that's fine. Like, I understand that. That's just not a good selling point for a console. Of like, hey, I'm going to show off this console by showing how fast you can jump between worlds. Sure, like, sure. The, you, know, it, it, you know, whenever you jump from, you know, 1080 to 4K or, you know, like even 1080 to 4K with ray tracing, mm. it's like, okay, well, you can see, you can visibly see the difference. Yeah. For something like that, it's like, okay. Yeah, and I guess like so for for from like a user end user perspective, the Series X like with the hard drive having that like instantaneous like I am in a game in less than a minute from like turning on my Xbox and on my TV and I'm like just in a game, it's it's happening. Um, is something that before launch I like. I was like, oh, no, that's not that's not that big a deal. Like, I'm excited for the graphics, like the graphics, the graphics, the graphics. But like, that is literally the single biggest change as far as like this generation to last generation goes for me, because like it's it cuts down on on so much time wasted just waiting for a loading screen, um, especially like going from the uh, the original, you know, launch day Xbox uh, one to the Series X. Like it's 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 so drastic that it like going back would be like impossible to me but at the same time it's not something that i factored in beforehand you're right you can't like put them side by side and be like hey guess what 
instant loading and and like that doesn't that for me as an in consumer before i bought the thing and like experienced what it would mean for me it was like who cares um you know but then you know having experienced it it's like okay sweet so like i don't know if this is going to be one of those things where it's like oh whenever you play the game you'll be able to like you know it, it'll be it'll blow your mind it'll be amazing but like you're right like looking at it side by side it's like okay this is not drastically different than what we have now comparatively. So, you know, I don't know. It's, it, it's a hard call. Cause like, yeah, you, you can look at graphics and be like, this has so many more textures and pixels than the last gen, but loading times is like, ah, well, I'm not, you know, I'm not even a huge proponent of necessarily like, Hey, we shouldn't have cross gen games. Like I like the fact that, you know, sure. like, yeah, there are games across, but uh, it's it's funny how I mean I don't know that that one specifically is 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 funny to me like that's the one that you that you pick and I, and it is I don't think it's like we picked it because it's the best mm-hmm. we just picked it because we have to yeah I mean you're you're telling me like if they had the capability of of putting that game on the million and whatever like hundred million they PS5s would. or they yes. or PS4s they totally would you know it's a money game, money game at that point um, Returnal same deal like they would have put that on there if it had been like feasibly possible to put that on there. Um, all right. Well, that's the news. All right, John. So uh, we'll briefly go through some some E three predictions and uh, and talk about um, what we think. I, I say we give each give at least a, a an Xbox and PlayStation um, and and uh, maybe a uh, Switch um, prediction, ooh, ooh. and then um, uh, then a third party games prediction something like that okay 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 i'm uh i'm, I'm taking notes on like on the, the format here you know so we got xbox sony nintendo and then third party let's do uh yeah so third party Ooh. okay Ooh. i got some i got some fun ones for for us here yeah all right so uh you want to you want to start us off with one? okay i'm gonna st- start us off with uh yul nintendo and I'm going to start us off and say that Breath of the Wild 2, mm. we, we see a deep look at it. We haven't seen it since 2017 or 2018. I can't remember which year, but like we haven't seen it for a while. No, 20, 2018, I believe. And uh, But we see it, and it's coming out in March 2022. So it's going to miss the holiday, but they're going to get it in the first part of the, uh, the year next year mm, you don't think it's coming out this year i i kind of don't think so um uh, maybe maybe because like like everybody expected to have it even last year but i think probably this year there's all the rumors about the switch pro uh that are you know the, that people are talking about where it's like oh you know we're gonna come out with a more powerful switch and it's gonna come out this holiday and all these things like i don't know i don't know about all that but if they do have a device that is going to come out. I feel like it's going to come out at the same time as Breath of the oh, Wild 2. Oh, like wow. they're going to launch their like, oh, here's a new console or new, uh, like like the basically the um, mid console upgrade, mid mid generation upgrade to the Switch and another Breath of the Wild because it worked so well the first time. Well, that leads me to my prediction for uh, for Nintendo it is that they release new consoles and it's this fall. Oh, you think it's this fall? Yeah. Ooh, okay, okay, okay. Is that like, is that just because it's like, oh, well, well we, you know, we have the, because like all the reports were like, oh, so, you know, Samsung has all these amazing OLED screens that they're just basically giving away to people. And so Nintendo swooped up a bunch of those for their, uh, for their components for the Switch, Switch Pro. I think they just, they need something, um, 
I think I think they need something big this fall. Mm-hmm. I don't think I I yeah I, I I could see them releasing with uh, Breath of the Wild two or not. Um, I also think that they could get by with um, a uh, a Mario game. I think maybe maybe there is a Mario game that comes this fall along with the console. Like we haven't uh, we didn't have that last time around, um, Ooh, and I could yeah. see them doing that, um, especially if it's like a a Mario Odyssey two or maybe say another like new. Super Mario Brothers uh, Switch or something like that. Like we haven't had anything like that in a while. Yeah, like a side-scrolling um, type of a thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's that's my prediction is that we get hardware uh, announced at E3 for this fall. Dude, that's that's exciting. I would be so amped if they if they talked like hardware and were like, hey, let's get us a new, get everybody a new Switch. You know, um, I'm I'm down with that. I, uh, I I've there's been so many rumors about the thing that it can't not be real, right? <laughs> I mean, you would think not. <laughs> I mean, it's just like, what? Are, like, who's who's who are these people? People are talking to these sources. If it's if everybody is just making stuff up. <laughs> yeah. All right, John. I'm going to go first this time. Okay, and hit me. I'm going. This is going to be an Xbox um, uh, announcement. So I uh, I predict that um, in addition to getting Halo this fall. We will also get a release date uh, within the next year for Starfield. Oh, within the next, so it's going to be like you say, with like so within the it next be, year, so like a spring or summer. Uh, no, of next year, no. I yeah. think in the spring, spring maybe, but like I don't think it's coming out in summer. I think like uh, it's it's either going to hit holiday or oh. there or they will announce it for holiday, then it will miss it and end up in the spring. That's what wow. I think honestly will probably happen. Wow. I mean, like that—that that would be exciting. I, we haven't seen something from that studio for a long time since, like, what Fallout Four or whatever that one was. All right. Well, then my Xbox prediction, Chris. Um, uh, wait, no, Fallout, Fallout, the 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 uh, Fallout seventy six. Seventy six. Did oh yeah, I guess that yeah, came yeah. out like a you know just after that, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. I don't know, man. I feel like Starfield. Then it, that being said. Maybe Starfield. I feel like that that might be too soon for Starfield. I feel like Starfield might be like a year I think from my, now. I think Microsoft is, is pushing it. I think they're going to try to get it out there, putting that Microsoft money behind it. You know? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I guess why do you buy Bethesda if not for like their exactly. gigantic games and Starfield? Right. Supposedly has to happen before the next Elder Scrolls game, and so and everybody wants the next Elder Scrolls game. You know, Ski sequel to Skyrim. Um, my prediction for for Xbox is that we see Fable and it's uh, the playground games and it's uh, and it's going to come in spring of next year. Like so again, mm. like we're talking that like March to May time frame. You not know? not not this uh, not this fall. Not this fall. I don't. They think gotta they, have some games this fall, dude. They gotta have some games this fall. You're right, and then also like for the Forza Studio has been working for since Forza Horizon Four on it. Like so, or not Forza Studio. So Playground Games. They have, they have multiple teams, but like the four, uh, they put out Forza Horizon Four, and that you know has been a few years now, and so they've been working on this uh, supposedly this uh, Fable reboot since then or even before then uh, having some people work on it so i don't know man it's a uh it, it, you you might be right there might be have a, a ton of games coming out this fall but i feel like it's gonna be spring i feel like they're gonna put out like a cadence of like one game every two months and i feel like they're gonna hammer home that like every two months you're gonna have a triple a game coming from from xbox studios hmm. do you think we see any kind of hardware from xbox this year uh, 
Uh, no, aside yeah, from maybe. Either. No, we've already got the headset, man. Like we, they have everything. Like mm. they've got the headset, they've got the controller, they've got the Elite uh, Series Two. I feel like they've got everything. Um, the only thing that would be it would be nice, but I don't think is going to happen. Would be like VR support. Like, hey, mm. give me you know a, like some sort of a, a third party VR headset that I can plug into my Series X, which is just basically a PC anyway. Um, and, uh, and run off of that. Like that would be an awesome thing that they could announce. Like a partnership with with Oculus or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. But the other thing is like, I don't think they're going to partner with Oculus because they're like both big, massive tech companies that like, don't, you know, it's like, why would they? I mean, they they were for a while. They were, you're right. You're right. Um, I don't know, man. It's, it's, it's just something that I feel like they're not going to do, but I would, I would love it if they did. Um, I could also I could see them, however, like the only piece of hardware that I thought they might do is like a four gigabyte, not, not four gigabyte, four terabyte internal drive upgrade for the Series X. Ooh, that would be that would be sweet. Like a like the little like the thing that you plug in the thumb drive or whatever. Yeah, they have the two terabyte now. Like I could so then it basically makes your or is it two terabyte or one terabyte? I think it just doubles the size of your thing. So like it's one terabyte. Um, and so it doubles it to two terabytes. Okay, yeah. So I can see them doing four. Basically, like, uh, you know, like doubling it again or, nice. or giving you two. So you'd have three total. Just something, something giving us more storage. I mean, because, I mean, storage tends to get smaller and smaller. So uh, fitting the same amount of storage or more storage in the same space um, is usually possible. Um, and even with, like, right now I have the two terabyte external drive and the one terabyte internal drive and, like, even with that, it's still like not enough. Mm. Um, so I could see them giving us uh, more storage. Yeah, I, I, I at a price, of course. Because that. that's the other thing is like I've I have maxed out my box like once before, like this already, and it's only been six months, man. Oh, I do it all the time. <laughs> it's like, it's, and I've already like started deleting things, like where it's just like I'm I'm playing the shuffle game of indie games, where it's like okay, I got to play this game so I can install this other one, and I have like the same four games on there, like big games, taking up the majority of the space all the time. Um, and I could use that, I could use that doubling of a uh, thing, but I, even that, like you say, it's probably not going to be enough. So, uh, Chris, do you have a, a Sony prediction or a third party prediction ready to rock? Yeah, dude. Uh, so my Sony prediction is probably not, I mean, I, it's a long shot, but they will, uh, announce and release this year the, uh, next generation of VR, PlayStation Ooh. VR. So that's, I feel like that's doable. It's doable. We already, they already talked about it once, mm-hmm. very oddly, on their, um, uh, on their blog. Yeah, and saw the controller. Saw the controller, <laughs> which looks ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so uh, I think they could do it. I mean, it, it would seem that the only thing that would keep them from it would be like manufacturing or something like that. You know, it's like <clears throat> we've yeah. already got the, like the silicone shortage and things like that where every time the PS4 or PS5 is uh, is put up, it's sold out. Same with the Xbox Series X. Um, I feel like the only thing keeping them from putting something out like a brand new hardware to go with that PS5 uh, would be shortages. Like, well, we can't get enough manufactured enough time, so... Yeah, um, the the only thing that uh, I I have prediction I have game wise is that Sunset Overdrive will be announced and released this year. Oh, so Sunset Overdrive one or two? 
Oh, two. Sorry. Okay. Two. Okay. I was about to say because I feel like yeah, that would be a, a good, good, easy win for Sony. He's like, hey, we're bringing the Sunset Overdrive over to the the PlayStation, so you can play the original. Maybe they do those uh, announcements in tandem, where it's like, hey, Sunset Overdrive two, it's coming, and then you know, Sunset Overdrive one is also available on our console today. You know, one of those. Well, I think, and I don't even, I can't remember exactly, but I'm pretty sure it doesn't, isn't, I mean, yes, they retained the rights to Sunset Overdrive, so that doesn't belong to Microsoft, but mm-hmm. it doesn't, isn't the first game exclusive to Microsoft? Well, it's published by Microsoft. <laughs> yeah, so they'd have so, to be okay with it. Yeah, so they'd have to they'd sign have to, off They'd on have it. to publish it on Sony's platform. Right, right. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I, I, I would love a Sunset Overdrive 2 with them putting out Ratchet and Clank this summer, the same developer or whatever, like that's the their other team. I uh, I do wonder, you know, what the state of, of the next Sunset Overdrive potentially will be. I feel like with everything we've seen, it's got to happen eventually. And so many fans really want it. That would definitely bring people over to the PlayStation 5 um, if it was exclusive to the PlayStation 5. So um, what is your uh, PlayStation prediction man that's a good question um i mean obviously they're not doing like they're an e3 really but uh i but like whatever their announcement is i guess it's in in june they're gonna have some sort of or july i think is like their next state of play um i do think that maybe we see like the the next spider-man uh announced uh somehow like it's like oh it's we're developing the next spider-man because we had spider-man miles morales at launch and you know that was uh kind of one of those like like hey this is like a the same city same sort of thing um as spider-man one but i feel like it's going to be a spider-verse game next i feel like that's where we're kind of headed with this and so i think that they could get really wild with it um and i feel like they they it would be good if we could see like maybe just a logo like it's like oh we have this is one of the things in development right now at sony um, the other thing that, that, that they don't have is like brand new kind of IP that we haven't seen before. And I feel like I, I want more of that from, from some of the studios. Like I know Microsoft has had, a, like has had a lot of those new IPs announced where it's just like, I don't know what this is. It looks cool. No idea what it is. Um, but Sony, I want to see some new IP from them because we've seen so many sequels and things like that. So, uh, so my prediction is twofold, Chris, my prediction is. Spider-Man, Spider-Verse uh, game is announced, and we have a new IP. Like, uh, like multiple new IPs from Sony uh, are debuted on their, uh, their stream. Nice. Uh, all right. Um, you can go first on this last one. Third party. Third party. Mario versus, or Mario Cross Rabbids, I think that's what it is. Kingdom Battle 2. It's not third party, that's Switch. From Ubisoft. Well, it's it's uh, developed by Ubisoft, so it's, uh, it'll be second party, I guess. Ah, you're, okay. You might be right. Chris, you're making me, you're making me grumble now. Um, I'm gonna have to come up with something else after, but that, that I definitely think that's gonna happen. And I feel like if they do announce like a Switch Pro or or a, you know a Super Switch or whatever you want to call it, it would be uh, it would be good to have like a plethora of, of sequel games that are like okay, this game will play like really well on it. And so I think Kingdom Battle is a really cool pl- way to uh, to have that. Like Mario Cross Ravids, um, that was a, an amazing game. Constantly sells really well on the eShop, uh, especially whenever it goes on sale and uh so i think that ubisoft would be interested in making another one and uh i'd be down with it i would be down with playing another one Mm. um i don't really have a great one other than um i think there needs to be some kind of big um 
Destiny announcement. Uh, mm. I don't know what that is. Some kind of like it's going to be some kind of like I guess probably expansion for Destiny Two. Um, something has to happen with that game. It's like really died off in terms of like the mind share uh, of people around it. I mean, I like I literally don't even see news or people talking about it anymore. Um, and uh, if that truly is going to be a game that uh, stands the test of time, they've got to keep uh, iterating on it. Like if they don't, like honestly, all they did was prove Activision right. Yeah, I mean, and I think like it has a dedicated player base, but yeah, like new people or returning people. I, I had it on my console and played, uh, some of the campaign or whatever, got super sidetracked by something else and, uh, and, and ducked over there. Cause I wasn't playing it in the right order. Then I found the right order and then I didn't start the campaign. Anyway, it was very confusing whenever I jumped back in after having been gone for two years. But yeah, they're going to have to have something, man. They're going to have to have something to pull people like me back in, pull people like you back back in. Even if it comes down to like, this is basically like a proper sequel. Like this is like a, a Destiny 3 um, type of a content drop. You know, maybe they do build it within the same launcher or whatever, but it's, that would, that would bring me back in. If they're like, Hey, well, this is the, this is the big story moments and this is going to be a new campaign type of a situation. Um, I would be back in. Chris, I have another one that we're both going to be totally down with for the third it. party. It is Jedi Fallen Order 2. Two. I think it's highly possible that we get that announced. Maybe not announced and released, but announced, and then it's maybe a 2022 holiday game. Yeah, I mean, they need to... There needs to be some kind of Star Wars game announced. Yeah, got you. Um, because we've got we have multiple. We have Respawn working on one. We have EA working on multiple. Um, we've got Bethesda working on one. Maybe we could have a Star Wars at the Xbox conference. Oh, that wait, cool. wait, that's Indiana Jones. Never mind, that's Indiana Jones. They're working on one. But who else is working on one? There's somebody else that was working on one. It's the Division developer. Ubisoft is working on one. Mm, the Division okay. developer is working on a, a Star Wars game. So, yeah, anyway. But Indiana Jones, man, oh, that would be really cool. I should have thought about that for the Xbox uh, prediction. Mm, I hope they show the Indiana Jones game. <laughs> yeah, that'd be awesome. I'd be down with that. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, Fallen Order 2. Like, I, I think EA in particular needs, like, is going to be under, uh, under pressure to show Star Wars games because they don't have exclusivity anymore and for their like you know shareholders stockholders for all the people who are who who were invested in them having that exclusivity i feel like they're going to want to prove to people hey we've still got star wars things we've got star wars things left and right so i feel like they're going to have multiple announcements of star wars things um within the ea kind of conference so i like it all right well we'll see in the coming weeks if any of that stuff comes true um I uh, I'm excited for um, the June you know 11th through 14th whenever all this kind of stuff is happening. I'm, yeah. I'm glad it's all happening together rather than just strung out randomly throughout the year again. Well, except for Sony. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, but they're just being little dummies, and they're uh, they're uh, they will see the light one of these days. Hopefully, hopefully next year they see that light. Yeah, I mean, I would love to like be back and like do the of the fan events that they used to oh, do. Oh man, that'd be so cool like, in the theater. Yeah, because I mean they stopped doing it um the I think the year before, not it wasn't last year, it wasn't the first year they stopped it. They stopped they didn't do it the year before, right? 
No, I think the last year was the year that oh, they it was, stopped. It was the, only, it was the first year. Oh, okay. I thought but it was, they were going to stop they... it like before uh, before the pandemic happened. So that's what. Okay, maybe that's what I was thinking of. Yeah, they stopped yeah, it in so January. Like, they were like, "We're not doing a three this year in January," which is, which is dumb. It's just dumb, man. Um. Anyway. Yeah, we'll see what they do. Yeah, but I, I dude, uh, another thing about E3 this year uh, in particular, like with uh with all of these things happening like online like i mean and then it being being kind of tighter than last year where last year just felt like four months of like random small announcements um you know it's it's gonna be uh it's gonna be an event again i feel like i feel like i'm gonna be uh be watching totally. some streams um yeah once again so it'll be it'll be a blast yeah it's exciting you can find us online at statetargetpodcast.com on social at chris right 250 and john right 777 and at Stay on Target Pod, please go to your podcast service of choice, review us, tell all your friends about us. We really appreciate it. That's it for this week. We'll see you next time on Stay, Stay on, on Target. Target. No Red Dead Redemption 3 prediction this year, Chris. No. Well, because they, they, <laughs> they're not, they haven't even come out with... Uh, <laughs> GTA. With GTA 6. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come out with more GTA 5. So <laughs> why would they yeah. come out with a Red Dead Redemption 3? Sure, sure. Maybe next year. Maybe next year. <laughs>